And then six months later, my God, have you seen the price of everything? You can't have it both ways. Yeah, and you also can't uh, forget about the fact that, you know, we've got shortages everywhere. We have, you know, delays in shipping. I mean, there's a lot going on adding to the problem. Um, You know, in addition to to everything being so expensive, try to get some things even. You know, when you talk about supply and demand, right? That's what's really happening now. People want it. It's not there. They're willing to pay more for it if they can get it. Because they have all this extra money. And there starts the cycle of, uh, you know what it's worth? Whatever the, whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Everything's like buying a car now, right? Mm-hmm. You walk in and you go, how much is the car? Like, how much you got? <laughs> like, okay, all right, here's that. Well, can I at like, least get a, you know, a new paint job on it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. That'll uh, cost you too. Uh, have you had to change your spending habits? Are are you making adjustments, taking a look at the price of everything out there? And we know I've got our, our, our trucker friends, you know, thinking about Mike right now. Um, well, how is the price of fuel impacting uh, everything when it comes to truckers? Uh, you know, how difficult is it? Uh, and is that all just being passed on to the consumer? Uh, you know, 312-591-8900, because it seems that that's certainly, at the end of the day, what happens, regardless of however you, whatever excuse uh, uh, you could put on the supply chain, the reality is the, the, the companies, the shippers, the whoever whoever the middlemen are, the, the people that are on the big ships, well, they're not going to eat the, the difference. It just gets passed along to us. Right. Well, and you would you would hope that uh, you know um, a hike in pay, as we've been seeing over the past you know pandemic years, yeah. uh, would help that people are getting paid more. But it just they're not keeping up. How it works. No way are they keeping up with inflation? Again, not how it works. The, the more money you have, the more things cost. When you start handing money out, I mean, again, it's I, don't take my word for it. Literally, econ one hundred and one. Literally, if you gave a thousand dollars. To every single person in Chicago, just gave them a thousand, walked up and handed ten hundred dollar bills. The price of everything in Chicago would immediately start going up, mm-hmm. not because it cost them anymore, but because people have more money. And therein lies the all, all of a sudden people are starting to spend more. Well, guess what? We're selling things too quickly. Raise the price here a little bit. You know, there's a line out the front door. Okay, well, that means we're in demand. Raise prices. That's It's basic math how do, all this works. Do you guys uh, track where you go to find cheap gas? Use like that gas buddy and stuff like that? Uh, you know no. what? I track it just with my eyes. I like past gas station. Gas station, gas station, till I get to the one that has the cheapest gas. Take the mark. Because that's yeah. the one thing I never used to do. I was just like, whatever's the closest. Shop around for shop gas. Shop around for gas, mean. seriously. And yeah. I know plenty of people have, and I think it's probably always been a good idea to look for where the cheap gas is, but I would just go to where the nearest gas station is. I live like, I don't know, yeah. three minutes you, from you a BP. Have, you have the one you go to. You're yeah, comfortable. I'll just, yeah. I'll just pay the convenience fee, as it were, and do all my stuff there. But now I'm just like, I'll drive past it because it was... Three ninety nine yesterday at a BP. Over oh my gosh, you guys in Chicago. $4. Yeah, it's if you want to just drive a little bit farther and get out of Chicago and Cook County, go to any other county. It is, or if, you know, even if you better, want to sit in traffic wait. and burn more gas, you can find gas cheaper. <laughs> go, to, go, to in, <laughs> go to Indiana. You're probably closer to Indiana. And drive to oh, Iowa. Drive to Iowa. It's oh, cheaper in Iowa. Then, Twenty uh, minutes away. I think I've got like a, a come a, and go, you go know, gas up, card. I can go pick use. up a carton of cigarettes uh, while you're there, and some other things at the convenience Casey's store. Casey's so general store. Hey, Craig in Naperville. Craig, good morning. 
Yeah, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to reinforce what you've been saying about, you know, all this money going around. Um, Inflation is totally, totally a monetary phenomenon, and it occurs when the growth in the money supply exceeds the growth in the output in the economy. And with this COVID situation, they worked it on both ends. Everybody, stay home, lose your job. You're not creating anything. You're not producing any output, so there's not enough stuff. And, oh, yeah, we're throwing around trillions of dollars. And we're going to pay you for it. Increase the monetary supply, but no one's working. Yeah, no, it's not a surprise. Again, economists... I, I think with Craig, economists are like, yeah, this is what happens. Um, we know how this works. This, there's no, there's no, uh, no, like, yeah, it's amazing how that works. Hey, Pat in Decatur, what's costing you so much more? Well, again, if you've read the, uh, recently received your homeowner's insurance or Ooh. your car insurance or your cable bill like Comcast, uh, your cell phone, they're, they're all announced that going up yeah. uh, the, January the 1st. So you add that on to your regular day-to-day consumer items, and uh, we're in deficit uh, deficit yeah. spending for as consumers. <laughs> yeah. We learned it from the government, for goodness sakes, Pat. We learned all about deficit spending. The only difference is I can't print $100 bills in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Trucker Mike. Uh, it's my my buddy Mike. Mike, uh, where are you? Where are you off to today? Uh, I'm over in Columbia City, uh, Indiana, right now, dropping off a load of uh, soy protein mix. Okay, <laughs> yeah. somebody needs to drive it around. It's Mike that does it. Mike, wh- <laughs> what is uh, what's diesel looking like these days? Is it, is the price continuing to go up, up, up? Yes, and it's going to continue to go up, up, up. It's about four twenty-one a gallon right now, but that's before a discount. Um, right now, I'm getting paid. Let me see. This load is sixteen hundred dollars, going two hundred and forty miles from Milwaukee to Columbia City, Indiana. Uh, the fifteen-day average was fourteen hundred, so I actually got paid two hundred dollars more than what I, what the fifteen-day average was. And about a year, year and a half, two years ago, this would have been a seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred dollar oh. load. So, so almost the, the the price you're getting has doubled. The 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 shipping costs, the trucking costs, has doubled. So you're you're, you're yeah. doing pretty well. Is, is that? Well, I mean, I know. That's why I do this. Oh, okay, well yeah. there you have it. All right, uh, thanks for rubbing <laughs> it in again, Mike. I really appreciate hey, Mike, that. Right, so just do you, for kicks, do you see a big swing in gas prices? wherever you are, depending um, on the states? Well, uh, it's, it's a lot different in, like, Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, they're about 20 cents cheaper than uh-huh. Indiana. Indiana is currently the most, ex- well, the second most expensive. Wow. Illinois is more expensive than Indiana. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it just depends. But it's going to continue to go. He's no, Kraft is down that way, man. <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong distribution center. You got to go over there. You're going the wrong way, says Trucker Mike. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Hey, Mike, sorry about that. Guys. No, no, I, I got a, I got a quick question because we got to run. Just so that you know, you, w- w- people can feel the pain a little bit. How much does it cost to fill up your truck? Oh, dude, uh, uh, in in trucks that have, see, I run a day cab. So uh, a lot of trucks have sleepers. They have 200-gallon tanks. Okay. I have a 100-gallon tank. 
Still. So if I were to put 100 gallons at 420 a gallon, it would be $420. You did that math right off the top of your head, too. Wow. Okay, so $400 fill-up. You feel better there, Tom? Yeah. $400 (laughs) fill-up. And if you've got one of the big, you know, over the road with the big sleeper cab on it, yeah, double that. It's 800 some odd bucks to fill up. There you go. Well, the yeah. points you get, you know, I Thanks, get that Mike. back on the credit card. Drive you know? safe, Mike. Mm. <laughs> Drive safe out there. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I, I, my, my truck had a hundred and, hundred and thirty gallon. Come on, man. Uh, so it, it was uh, two sixty-five gallon tanks on either side, and you had to take out like a home equity loan to fill up. It was unreal. <laughs> I'm crying at sixty-five dollars for my pilot. Oh yeah, yeah. And I had to fill up every eight hours. You know, if you're driving, that's about Oof. what it would bur- would burn through. Oh, my God. Hey, good morning. A happy Friday. A happy Super Bowl weekend. All right. Let's look at it that way. Uh, Bruce and Judy with you. And um, Jim Mann, former quarterback of the Bears, Super Bowl winning quarterback mm-hmm. back in the 1900s. Okay. <laughs> Uh, is a bit of a, well, he was a unique character then. Uh, if you thought he stopped being a unique character, you would be mistaken. He's always been a bit of a unique character. And he, uh, um, he's in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. You know, they bring back a lot of Super Bowl greats and they, they do the run of all the interviews, this, that, and the other. And, um, he weighed in on a variety of things. I want to, I want to start by saying before I dig into where Jim McMahon stands on the Bears moving to Arlington Heights. He was asked about the new coach and said, I didn't even know they'd made a coaching change. That's how much I follow the Bears. So let's let's take everything Jim McMahon says with a grain of salt. Uh, I think okay. that's fair. I, I mean, let's just... Um, we Chicago fans always have. Yeah. He's not the <laughs> nicest guy. Oh, by any stretch. And, no. and you want to talk about bitter? I mean... Yeah. Come on. He knows exactly who the coach of the Bears is. Yeah. So he um, he seems to be in favor, though, of a move to Arlington. By the way, I think for football reasons. And I think he has a solid argument. If they build a new stadium, I can tell you right now, it's going to have a roof. It's going to be a dome stadium. And players like playing in domed stadiums. Mm. This idea of like a home field advantage when there's snow, this, that, and the other. Like, the reality is everybody plays poorly when the weather's bad. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like everyone is the ball slippier, uh, slippier. It's, it's cold, et cetera, et cetera. Receivers drop the ball. Quarterbacks can't grip it. And his argument is, you know, they built a new stadium up there. Your offense is just going to be better. Yeah. Period. Really? Well, there, there is the, uh, um, Green Bay Packers, okay? I'm Again, I Jim McMahon rubs me the wrong way. He always has. And don't get me wrong. I loved him when he was on the Bears, and he did win the Super Bowl. But since then, I just feel like everything out of his mouth is bear trashing. Hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Did he leave in a bad way? I don't think so. I, well, I can't I remember. Was, I wasn't uh, even a twinkle in my father's yeah, eye, you know. So. I, I, think, I, don't, I don't think he – I don't understand why he, he seems bitter – about, th- you know, everything went his way when he was here. He, we, we loved him. He had a great run in Chicago, but it just seems to be bear bashing from him nowadays. And, yeah, I read that, too. He said, I would have preferred a dome. I would have loved a dome. That was, people always said that was bear weather. He said it was polar bear weather, which is yeah. true. But I'm like, I'm like, he's wham, got an argue, wham. He's got an argument. You're a That's football 
football bear player. Weather. You're a football player, dude. That's what you, uh, what? The weather? No, you got to play in that weather. That's, that's what happens when you live in Chicago. Well, and you're not going to have a Super Bowl as long as you have an open stadium, too. So mm. if you were to build a new stadium, you would almost be guaranteed a Super Bowl also. Right, and but on that same note... That's why the Super Bowl's not played in Green Bay. Right, you're <laughs> never going to play a Super Bowl in, in that kind of weather. So right, right there, you get to the Super Bowl, dude, and you're going to be in a nice, warm climate-controlled stadium, so quit your whining. <laughs> Be a football player. I wonder if he just has a chip on his shoulder because he's I, he said, gets to say, I am the only Bears quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl as as the Bears quarterback. Sure. So I get to crit- critique the Bears as much as I want. I have unique insight. Yeah, and mm. I don't know if that's fair, but I'm I'm trying to get into the mind of Jim McMahon, which is probably a very scary okay, thought. Why would you that, ever? I love that argument, but be a little bit gracious, dude. You're the only quarterback to have won a Super Bowl, and he he wears it like it's oh, what drudgery he I was, have to deal with. He was Jay Cutler before there was Jay Cutler. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, he was he had that. But there's something about like there are there are different personalities that quarterbacks have and now sure. that is he he's an art, a type there are there is a type of quarterback mm-hmm. like that the i walk on water it goes from god to jim mcmahon to the rest of you you know i mean there are quarterbacks he's, he's not the first one by no. any stretch i do think this is interesting because because I, I lived in a city that built a new stadium when they built one in phoenix for the cardinals and the cardinals were playing at, a, at the college they were sharing the asu sun devil stadium the Cardinals played at a college stadium, and that was always their big thing. Mm-hmm. And you'd go, and nobody would go to games, and there'd be more away fans than home fans, yada, yada, yada. And they built a new stadium. And guess what? It was packed, and everybody loved it. The team still sucked. They weren't winning any games, but at least they were, were they were losing games in a nice new stadium. And i got to believe the Bears think along those lines as well. That's, going, that's interesting, though. What, oh, yeah, people like just wanted stadium? to go to the new stadium. Because Absolutely. They just, it was more, what, when they played at the other place, it wasn't as comfortable. Yeah. It was hard to... Outdoors. It's funny. It was hot. The sun shined in your face. They mm. didn't have uh, nice suites. I will, I uh, will the tell concessions you. weren't as good. You build a new stadium, that Bears, that Bears stadium. Know that they will come. It'll sell out for the first five years. Easy. I, I will Easy. admit, I do not, even when someone offers me the best tickets, if it's cold, right? I won't go to a Bears. I, I have no interest in sitting out there no. watching a game. I don't like any sport enough to sit in the frozen tundra. Yeah, there is Without something about the weather. I mean, there are people who do it, obviously, right? People, it's. I don't think there's ever a seat to be had at Soldier Field when the Bears play, but it's, it's a small stadium, though. It's a small stadium, and you're right. Just going somewhere where you can just take your jacket off. Oh, seventy-two and sunny. Yeah. Hey, John, up in Rockford, refresh me on on McMahon's exit from the Bears. Well, first of all, I'm a Packer fan, but <laughs> perfect. So you love this, okay? Yeah. I love McMahon, the punky quarterback. And uh, if you remember at the end of his career, one of the Packers players, they had that hit list on their sleeve. And they yes. slammed him back. And, yes. And then so then, obviously, then the team got all sold off by the McCaskies, like yeah. they always do. And so it's, I don't think that he hated the game. He hated the way that it ended. Got it. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, so, uh, from a Packer fan, so you, it's just a little bit un, un uh, uh, maybe uh, for an outside unbiased. perspective, yeah. an outside <laughs> perspective. That's fair. That's fair. I think I no, actually it, know why Jim McMahon is upset. This is why he's upset because he had to do this. Oh come on! He should be embarrassed. Yeah. About, believe me, he did that with a smile on his he face. He should be embarrassed. Ching, ka-ching. For it. Embarrassed. As 
some good music there, dude. I do. I do love the the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, everyone does. It's, it's the it's cheesiest <laughs> thing ever, and we're like, yeah, but it's ours. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, they. You know, talk about a dream team. They were. They were it. Phenomenal. Every team. single person on that team. That's the. Those are the days where you knew everyone's name on the team. Yeah, but some of this uh, now is. Now I'm hard pressed. Some of this is. Um, if the Bears were playing in the Super Bowl, you would know the names of the players. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a it's yeah, a bias driven by the fact that well, when you're not that good, why pay that close attention? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like all, you know, Bengals fans know the starting left tackle. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, good on you guys. That's because they're all excited about that. But uh, McMahon thinks it would be a good idea, and he likes the idea of a dome uh thinking that that would help the bears at least win more games if the weather wasn't the deciding factor yeah and it should be cold. i don't think there's a home uh, the, when the wind is blowing off the lake and the oh, snow God. is coming in sideways there's no home field advantage you know both teams are at a at a disadvantage because of the weather like there's no well we're gonna play better because it snows. That's I don't think that's true anymore. I don't see that. It's just not real. And again, a, a dome stadium, everyone would show up, and you'd get a Super Bowl in Chicago. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's a done deal, and it does make sense. If this is interesting though, I, I I'm just reading what McMahon said, and, and it goes to what our last caller said. It was a good time, the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. It's good that we won one, but it was a little anticlimactic after the playoff games we had. Really, really, Jim. Well, the playoff games were. Were like you know, blowouts, right? Uh, yeah, but, but no. I, well, I was going to say, but they, when they got to the Super Bowl, I think for a lot of players, it's kind of like you've, you you got there. They kind of had already. Yeah, it was hook, line, and sinker at that foregone point. conclusion. Yeah, foregone they were just that. They were just that good. Yeah, they, knew they, they were just there. that good. Hey, there's still time for our uh, criminal of the day, and I got to give a shout out to the yet unknown South Hill, Washington woman, who has some very exacting breakfast food standards. Allegedly, the woman entered the drive through window at a local fast food establishment and ordered some breakfast burritos. So far, so good. Two hours later, she returned to the restaurant drive through to complain that her breakfast burritos did not have enough meat or eggs in them, or at least not as much as she had received before. The customer demanded new, meatier, eggier replacement burritos, only to be told, well, we don't serve breakfast and <laughs> two hours late for this and a refund was offered our burrito aficionado became irate at that point parked her car and went inside to have speaks with the manager negotiations over the burritos quickly went south and the woman proceeded to throw a drink and a bag of cold not very meaty or eggy burritos at an employee striking them in the head she also threatened the other employee saying her husband would be returning to quote beat them all up unquote the Pierce County Sheriff's Office is currently searching for the burrito bandito and is uh, she's facing charges of assault with a breakfast food. So for going all Karen over your breakfast burritos, you, Washington woman, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal today. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. Oh, it's awesome. Tell you what, we're going to. Jump into the six o'clock hour. Here's what we got coming up for you. Final warning. All dibs will be collected and removed from Chicago city streets today. Will this be the end of dibs for good or 
Will we just do this all over again next year? We're talking about it after 645. And at 6.30, one of Chicago's great traditions is back. We're talking with Mark Eilig of Chicago Drive about what you'll see at the Chicago Auto Show. And if you or anyone you know is expecting a bundle of joy this year, make sure you don't give them an illegal name. What? We've got the list of baby names that just aren't going to fly coming up in just a few minutes. But first, jobless claims are down for the third straight week as we try to move past omicron but are people only going back to work now that the free money has run out and if you've been working throughout the pandemic or maybe you're one of the ones that's just going back to work let us know 312-591-8900 but there's something going on right and and we, we get all this um it feels like conflicting information inflation's through the roof unemployment's down price of everything is is on the way uh you know um but the deficit isn't as bad as it was. Well, people are going back to work. Well, if they're all going back to work, yeah, it, it seems like I, I admit I, I I struggle to make complete sense of it all. Yeah, I don't understand it's, how it's all connected. It's like it feels. I feel like one thing nixes out the other thing. It feels. Well, how like, can yeah. we? Uh, yeah. Why do we have such high unemployment if there are so many jobs available? And as far as the money, though, I you know. The job, the um, unemployment, that ran out a long time ago. I mean, it is not, people have not been on unemployment who were on unemployment during the pandemic. And certainly that, that increase that everyone was getting, that, that was only Well, but for, something's bringing them back into the job market. Something's making people say. I, well, I'm, no, my point is they, they've been yeah. out of money for a while. I, I, it took you know, a, they might have been running with it for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, they, I mean, squirreled it away much. somewhere, you know? You know, we're only talking. I mean, what we got, you know, those stimulus checks. I've been digging we up coffee cans one. in the backyard, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it, that's another question that boggles my mind. They have, people have not had that money for a while. What have they been doing? So why are people going back to work working? now? Honestly, well, I think they might be bored. Bored. And you know what? <laughs> Honestly, you know, we, we have to talk about the fact that there was a pandemic and some people just didn't want to work during, they, for whatever reason, they weren't comfortable. They took advantage of it. How did they I live? Think, well, that's what, that, you're asking the, uh, me another question I can't answer. I don't know. Because the stimulus checks and the unemployment has, that had ran out a long time ago. I don't know how they've been living. Maybe they've been selling their house. Maybe they've been making money other ways. Are so they I'm, still not paying rent? Well, mm. you, you know, I, David Hochberg tells us all, every time he's on been, that this it's coming, that there is going to be a huge crash in that. There have been people that haven't been paying rent for two years. Hmm. And that ended a while ago. So now, as we explained, it takes a long time in Cook County, especially, to catch up. But, you know, then we've got the people who haven't been paying their mortgage. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. They're going to lose their house. Can't kick me out. So, I mean, uh, you know, inflation is up. I mean, we have all these things coming to fruition. It's going to, if you think it's bad now, I think it's going to be really bad in just a few months. It makes me feel for the folks, like, who are out there that have been working the entire time throughout this. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about the truckers. We talk about the people at construction, workers, the, a lot yeah. of food workers. Mm-hmm. They've just been working the entire time. And um, I can definitely understand and I can feel that frustration that it's just been like, oh, now the unemployment is going down. Meanwhile, they've just been hacking away well, on their feet. All I can tell you is somebody else getting something doesn't influence affect true. you. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? I got, I got over that a long time ago. Well, they're <laughs> getting something. I, I don't care. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't affect me. I'm, I'm doing me. Um, but there, there is something about, and maybe it's a good thing, the mindset coming out of this that 
All right. We got to jump back in. We got to get back to work. Maybe it is because a lot of these places are offering 16 bucks an hour or something. And that's what it was going to take to get you. All right, fine. I'll, I'll jump back in. Uh, hey, Nick, uh, in Indiana, what's been your experience? Um, hey guys. Um, my experience, I guess, um, I, uh, I work in industrial. I work in a steel mill, and uh, we don't shut down. We run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, holidays, everything. And so I have been working this entire time. Yeah. Um, Not much about my work schedule or anything has changed. So, I mean, I think people that have been off now the entire time for one reason or another, like it's, you got to go back to work eventually. I would think you do. That's the point. I would th- thank you, Nick, and thanks for working yeah. in a steel I mean, if mill you've been using the on holidays, if you, oh yeah, well, those steel workers. <laughs> they when, don't my stop. grandpa was a steel twenty four seven. If you if you were using COVID as that was the reason why you weren't working, well, that's over. Kind of, you know, we're good. We're all we're getting past oh. it now. And you know, we do forget about this part. A lot of businesses got a lot of money from the government. True. They closed. They they if they were if they did what they should do, the fair thing is they paid their employees. There are people who haven't been working, as I'm using air quotes, but they've been getting paid. Now they not to, to work. Basically, yes. And again, so I feel like everything's now coming to that point where all right, it's all over, people. You gotta you know gotta come back to work, and now you know you're you've been getting paid, but you actually have to come and work for that pay. So is it a game of musical chairs right now? Like okay, so the music's playing. It's okay, it's going, and people are still circling, and they're like, "Well, I don't want to sit down quite yet." You know what I'm saying? But be careful when the music ends. Are you going to be the one without a chair, i.e., without a job? You you see what I'm saying? Like the jobs are out there, but you get better get your pick of them now. But for all we talk about. All these jobs, because we hear about it, we get the, we know, the reports every week about how many jo- available jobs there are. Yeah. I hear from people, though, who tell me they get, it's hard to get a job. I'm not understanding that disconnect. Well, it's exactly the job that they want at exactly the price they want. I see, and maybe that's the problem, yeah. too. They've Now they've been home thinking about what they want, that perfect job they want, and they're like, well, wait a second. You're not going to give it to me? I don't want to work five days a week. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I used to run into people like that all the time when I ran the radio. I, 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 I remember. <laughs> So in the world of radio, okay, um, you know, we need people to work on the weekends. Sure. We need people to work in the middle of the night. You know, somebody's got to be manning the ship. You know what I'm saying? We're on all the time. And so, uh, you know, I would, I'd hire people and it was, it's an entry level job, right? It's entry level. You're going to be doing the, you're going to be working on the holidays. You're going to be working on Sunday nights or whatever. And I would get these people go, yeah, I'm not, not really available to work on the weekends. I go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I'm not good at night also. Really? Okay. When would you like to work? Let's work backwards. You know, do, do you want my job? And how much will you? I was like, what are you talking about? You don't get to tell me how that works. No, you have, you've been here for six weeks. You don't get to tell me I don't work nights. Weekends. This is what I hire. You know how you many Christmas days I work. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. kind of a rude awakening when you realize you're like, all right, I know about the weekends. I know about the. 
Oh, I forgot about the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And when like you're, steel when mills. You're low, steel mills yeah. and radio. When you're low on the totem pole, you, That's what you work do. all of them. Although yep. I did learn the sublime pleasure when I was in the service industry of not having to spend the holidays with my family. Oh, oh there was that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta I, work. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I volunteer for Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah, to work. Yeah. I, I, always, <laughs> I always took Thanksgiving and Christmas. I would still see my family, and I, I certainly to many people, they want to see their families on the holidays, and... You know, if we can, if you can, you, you just should, want the drop in, though, not the whole. Yeah. Oh, day. I get, I get the two-hour experience. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the time that you can watch Die Hard, then I'm out, <laughs> and we're good. Yeah. yeah, I I can remember them bringing like Thanksgiving or Christmas like meal. Oh yeah, to the oh, radio yeah. station. And, <laughs> like, For some reason, it always seemed to be pizza. Yeah, yeah people right? would bring me like food. <laughs> like, oh, you poor thing. I'm like, no, I'm good. Seriously, have you met my family? I'm fine. Yeah. I actually brought a cup of noodles. Exactly where I want to be. I want to assure you that. <laughs> Rock into the Traffic rhythm of stereo. was always really good those days. That too. Just saying. What you having, my baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the woman I love and I love. Just going to let that one play out a little bit. Yeah. Hey, good morning. A happy Friday. It's Bruce and Judy. And maybe you've got a, uh, you're expecting a little one on the way. And... You know, after you get over the initial shock of that and all the other stuff, maybe your uh, mind starts to turn towards, what are you going to name this thing? Oh, believe me, it's an obsession you have for nine months. So, did you know that there are illegal baby names? That in the United States, there are things you are not allowed to call your baby. Hmm. I didn't know. I thought these were on my list. Thank goodness I didn't mean to name my kids them. I thought you could name your baby anything you damn well pleased. Nope. And apparently that's a big no-no. That there are literally... Th- For example, did you know you can't name your child king or queen? See, that's... I'm surprised. Now, I know somebody I, named king. Well, I know a girl named their, queen. Those are Latifa. their nicknames. It's not on their birth certificate. Are, I don't believe... Uh, queen Latifah no. was definitely born. Hello. Queen Latifah. She is royalty. She's royalty. Joy. She's, she is the equalizer now. Oh. <laughs> now I see. I like. I get Adolf Hitler. Okay, I get that. Okay, I who would name their child oh, Adolf have, Hitler? People have gone to court yeah. to try to get that done. That's how. That's how much they want to name their kids oh. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that's different than king and queen, though. Well, right, king and queen. I don't get king. What? That should be fine. I don't know. Is, is it the king of queen? The king and queen of England that made that rule? Because why? Bastards. <laughs> my for, my dog's name was King when I was growing up. You're not huh. allowed to name your child Jesus Christ. All right, well, all right. Or Santa Claus. I don't know which Again. one upsets me more. If you want to name your kid Santa Claus, first of all, you're a bad parent. But I was going to say this child is you're, in for a lifetime of crap. You're setting them up for a job. They're called Santa Hello? Claus. All right. you have to do is force feed them ice cream, and then they they have, have a job. Have them grow out a beard starting at a very young age. Here's, exactly. Here's another one. Like what Majesty. What? Why not? Hmm. Majesty. Do you know how many times I've called my kids? Oh, your Majesty. You're not allowed <laughs> Let me to get right on that. <laughs> You're not allowed to name your kid the at sign. <laughs> you know, the at. It, it, little yeah. A circled. Yeah, you can't name Apparently, your kid. Ampersand. No, 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 that's it. And no numbers. No, you can't have numbers on your birth certificate. Well, then what the hell is that Elon Musk kid named? Isn't his name like some series of? Uh, yeah, is it, like, is it a numbers? serial number? Basically, I mean, no. you named after your social security number or something. <laughs> you <laughs> never forget. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not allowed on your birth certificate. An eight-digit code. That's who you are. Do you do you know anybody that has a crazy name? 
that got past it. 312-591-8900. So I, I grew up with a kid who I was jealous of because his name was Steel. S-T-E-E-L. First name Steel. And I was like, <laughs> was his I, I'm in elementary school. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, you're the coolest person I've ever met. Steel. Was that until you found out his last name was Magnolias? No. <laughs> That's a good one. Steel. Um, Steel. I like the kind of, you know. That's the, fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, the, I don't know what you call it, like Axel Wood. I like the, I actually like those names. Here's mm-hmm. what I hate. I hate people who spell the names differently. Oh, I yeah. literally am like, what is that? Oh, it's Mary. I just, but they spell it in the okay, oddest. Small M, capital A. <laughs> Two R's, I, capital E. Yeah. Mary, hello, oh, my, how hard crazy. can that be? It's English. It's ridiculous. Right? But the hardest name I've ever, I think that really the worst name ever spelled, Siobhan. Oh, that's Well, I No, I prejudiced. said it wrong. It's it's not, it's easy, the spelling's not bad, station. but saying the name, I'm like, that's not how, what, what's that word? It's because it's Gaelic. Yes. Around the world, there are other things. If you go outside the United States, you're not allowed to name your child. In Italy, you can't name them Friday. Friday. Apparently, (laughs) Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are fine, but we draw the line at Friday. Yeah, Thursday Corbucci. Oh, my goodness. I like that in Portugal. You can't name someone Tom. Thank I'm illegal God. in Portugal. Yeah, there's too many of us. Oh, my God, us. that's awesome. Now, the fuzzy little French won't let you name your kid Nutella, and I go to court over that. That's okay. That's <laughs> worth fighting. New Zealand, you cannot name your child sex fruit. <laughs> that literally should be illegal around the world. Technically, huh. it's true. Okay, technically, <laughs> you are not wrong in naming your child sex fruit. Uh, in Spain, you can't name your kid Wolf. Come on. What, like Lobo? Like See, Wolf's a good name. Like in Germany, there's plenty of Wolf. Wolf. Um, we've yeah. got Wolf Blitzer here, right? Hello? Yeah. How about Switzerland? Judas. Mm. Oh, that seems yeah. fair. Just for the kid. The religious name. I think about the kid. Or this is my favorite, United Kingdom, Cyanide. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's another. Gr- Iceland, Harriet. What? Why Harriet? I, I, I love the name Harriet. There might have been a king or queen or something. Hi, Aaron in Oswego. Uh, what was the craziest name you've come into contact with? So I actually have two. Right. Um, one, I met a girl whose full name was Crystal Diamond Jewel. <laughs> love it. And I worked with someone whose first name was Blaze. Blaze. Oh, I got a cousin Blaze. I like Blaze. You nailed that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's almost as good as Steel. Steel, the was was he kind of a hard guy? You know, was he a you know we a like steely eight. stare? Yeah. We were eight years old. I don't remember him being <laughs> it would be overly great. aggressive. It, it would don't be mess aggressive with Steel. if he turned out to be like an opera singer or something. Steel, Steel, Steel. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh man, E-E. that's like a Western name, isn't yeah. it? Though Steel. Yeah. yeah. How about but, Cowboy? I should have named my kid Cowboy. So, uh, my. <laughs> That's a great name. Hey, Cowboy. Growing up, my next door neighbor, I think this is a Southern thing. I'm led to believe because there's a story behind it. Uh, my my friend's name was Man. Just Man. Well, okay. So everybody's like, hey, Man. Hey, Man. And my mom was like, you know, he has a name. 
call him by his name. Don't be talking slang like that. I go, no, his name is Man. She goes, I don't believe you. So Man comes over, and she and my mom's like, "Why are you laughing again? This is I'm, I'm eight, six, seven, eight years old. A kid, a kid named Man. Kid named Man. And and she, he goes, well, my full full name is Mandible. Man. And so I'm yeah. Mandel. Mandible. Mandible. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I'm a man for short. And my mother was like, I don't, I don't want you playing with these people. And then we went over to their house. This is Northern Virginia. Where this is a, this is a night. You go over and the first thing in their house, they had a huge, right there in the living room, tacked up to the, to the wall was a University of Alabama flag. <laughs> and so he would say, man, they were from Alabama. <laughs> man. And so my best friend was man. Man. Judy, you might like this one. Uh, 815, can you name your kid Stole My Youth? <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. you should. Rough, dude. Hey, good morning. A happy Friday to you. Uh, Bruce and Judy with you. And, oh, the Chicago Auto Show is back. Back in its normal time slot, if you will. Normal. We're getting back to a little bit of hashtag old And normal. inside. Oh, thank the maker that it's inside. Hey, joining us right now from Drive Chicago, you can hear that right here on WLS, is Mark Bielek. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Excellent. Thank you. This is a, come on, this is birthday, Christmas, New Year's for you, isn't it? The Chicago Auto Show's in town. <laughs> Yes, well, yeah, it is. I guess it, it's a little bit of that. It's certainly something we've been working toward uh, for the past six months to get this show off the ground, and uh, we're so happy to be able to open the doors tonight for First Look for Charity and then for the public show tomorrow. I know that we talked last year. I remember kind of the the hybrid version of the auto show, maybe we'll call it, last year, and hybrid is the tip to where I'm going. And we talked so much about... <laughs> The move towards electric vehicles, the move towards seeing more and more of these and, and kind of the styling that goes into them and just already taking a look at kind of what's in the show. It looks like, boy, we are going full force, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've got almost 20 electric vehicles on the show floor uh, this year. And, you know, this time next year, we're looking at maybe 50. So uh, electric vehicles are coming and they're coming in a big way. And I know, I don't know if this is a new thing, but I, I it, it caught my attention when we had it last year because it was outside that there were a lot of more test drives. Is that still going to be available? Yeah, first time ever, we've got six indoor test drives. Ooh. We've got two uh, two in the Stellantis brand. We've got Camp Jeep coming back and uh, Ram Truck Territory. New this year is Toyota's uh, Tundra Proving Ground because they've got an all-new Tundra pickup. And then Ford's got two tracks. They've got an electric vehicle track where you can go for a ride in a Mustang Mach-E or a Ford F-150 Lightning. And then they've also got a really cool off-road track with Bronco. And then we have an electric vehicle track for the Kia EV6 and BMW iX and i4. So... So really, uh, if you're coming to Chicago to say, hey, what, what is this, this electric thing? You can certainly find out all about electric cars here at the Chicago Auto Show. He's Mark Bielek with uh, Drive Chicago here on WLS. And, and, and Mark, it just strikes me that and, and as a car guy, okay, and a fan of the internal combustion engine, I'm not going to lie, Mark. I'm a bit of a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I notice is the styling and the the look of electric cars is evolving away from maybe some of the very basic early models it, it, this isn't your your dad's electric vehicle for lack of better terms right 
Yeah, no, these are these are not golf carts with uh, doors and windows. <laughs> okay, are, thank you. I didn't want to say <laughs> it. You said it. Okay. <laughs> these are really uh, handsome-looking vehicles. Uh, the Kia EV6 and the Hyundai Ioniq 5 are stunning. I mean, Hummer EV is here, and yeah. it is amazing. Uh, it's just, it's like, it's it's like a you know, um, what is that? Uh, that, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type looking vehicle. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and then, you know what? A really neat vehicle here. Nissan's had their Leaf for a long time, but sure. they have a new electric vehicle called the Aria. And it looks like a fifty or $60,000 car. And it's, after the rebates, it's thirty five grand. Wow. Uh, and, and it's really, I mean, it's, it, Nissan's done a great job of making it look like a regular car, uh, but also giving it all sorts of luxury touches that just you would not expect in a car at that price. Mark, I'm going to go to the uh, Chicago Auto Show. I'm going to fall in love with a car, one of those that you just described. Am I going to be able to get that car? Ooh. Well, <laughs> that's a great, great question. And, and you know, uh, right now, inventory is very tight at dealers. There's no doubt about it. Dealer, You drive by a dealer lot, they might have a dozen cars out there. Uh, and so the auto show really is a great place to, to actually see the cars because you maybe can't at a dealership. But what we're suggesting and what most manufacturers are suggesting is that you go to the dealer and you order the exact vehicle you want, the one with the right options, the one in the right colors, and then they'll build it for you. Uh, because that way you get it as quick as possible and you get exactly what you want. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people talking about markups and, and mm-hmm. crazy. Most dealers are selling cars at sticker price or under. Uh, the rebates that you, you saw, you know, three years ago of, you know, two or three, four thousand $4,000 on a car, they're not there right now. But, uh, A, you get more money when you go to sell it. It has higher resale value. And B, uh, Unless you're buying something that's that's super high in demand, like a Ford Bronco or a Mustang Mach-E, you're you're basically paying sticker or under still. Um, and so, you know, what you read in the and and see and hear on the radio and see on TV, uh, it's it's extreme examples. It's not necessarily all the vehicles that are out there. Hey, Mark, are we seeing a move towards electric vehicles more so right now? Also, because of things like the price of gas. A little bit. Also, there's some really interesting rebates coming uh, from the state. Oh, do tell. So the the, the state is going to start offering a four thousand dollar rebate in July uh, on electric vehicles, and then I know that there's uh, a little bit of a stall in Congress in, in Washington, but it looks like there's going to be an increase in the federal tax rebate on electric vehicles. As well, so you could see, you know, over the next six months, you could see as much as ten to twelve thousand dollars off from the government for buying an electric vehicle. And there's also incentives. I'll tell you what, powering Chicago is here supporting that EV track, and there's also incentives to put in at-home chargers, uh, which really makes owning an electric vehicle much more realistic for a lot of people. Wow. So back to woo, back to normal at the Chicago Auto Show this weekend, Mark. Anything that uh, participants need to know about before they head out there? A couple of things. One is uh, we do still have the mask mandate in place. I know the governor made an announcement the other day, but that isn't until after our show oh. ends. 
but then also uh, we've made the show, uh, you don't need to have a vaccine to get in. We've created some food courts, just like a restaurant. So there you would need to go and uh, use your vaccine card to get into the food court. But to get to the public show this week uh, and for over the next 10 days, you don't need to have a vaccine um, except for First Look for Charity tonight. So uh, it's pretty much a regular Chicago auto show. Uh, and we're really excited to be able to get back and go. And people can get information at ChicagoAutoShow.com. Everything, they can buy tickets, they can find out what vehicles are out there. It's it's really easy to uh, figure out, uh, plan your day. And it runs now through next weekend, correct? Through through Actually, through President's Day, the 21st. Through 21st? So we're open, yeah, because that's a public holiday, so we get lots of kids and families coming on that day. As well and start too for- young. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much. Enjoy Auto Show Week uh, Plus, if you will. And uh, I can't wait to see some of the amazing vehicles down there. I'm looking forward to it. Hope to see you out here. Sir, yes, sir. I'll stop by and give you high fives. All right. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. It's Bruce and Judy. And the weather, a little bit warmer this morning, although there was some, um, I don't even want you to call it spitting rain. You call that just like a few drops every once in a while. The ground is just wet enough, and then it's cold enough that it starts to get icy oh, we, again. We so. have more snow. Yeah, out in the suburbs. Oh, so do lovely. be careful. Yeah, uh, certainly on your drive in, but it could be icy as well, and and uh, a concern about oh we, oh we might get up in the we can get up in the forties today. Yeah, it's now you're the one who talks about you love to see a three in front of the temperature. Now it's a four. A four. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we're going, we're going swimming. I'm breaking out the Daisy Dukes. There you go. That's Downstairs. Valentine's Day. That's what's happening. But does this also mean that it is the end of dibs season? <laughs> well, I say that because the city of Chicago says, well, it is as far as they're concerned, and they're going to be going through neighborhoods collecting your placeholders. Now, for some Chicagoans, this is the day that they'll throw their trash out. All <laughs> the furniture you oh, don't yeah. want. Oh, believe put me. Out yeah, there, exactly. And the city will come and take it for yes. you. Yes. And uh, for others, and now, of course, the city requests that you take your own dibs back in. Yeah. Take that broken chair or yeah. dresser. Three legged chair. They, people, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they will. 312 591 8900. Do you have dibs out there? Are you going to bring it back in or are you just going to leave it out there for the city to collect? Well, you need it for the next round of snow, though. That's what you Dibs yeah. isn't over for the year. Oh, I mean, it depends I, on how much crap you got in your garage. And you have a whole other year <laughs> to break another chair. I mean, it's not that hard. No, not at all. I, I'm, I'm waiting for some guy. He put uh, at least three or four wooden folding chairs. Which I think is a bit much. I don't know about how you feel about dibs on this. Uh, maximum two. Okay. Maximum two okay. objects. If you're going to do one dibs. One on each end. Yeah. yeah, one on each That's end. Acceptable. If you're going to do it, I hate dibs, but if you're going to do it, do that. No, nah, this is like a full conga line of wooden a chairs. conga line of wooden chairs. So is it time for dibs to be retired? Is it time for it to go? 312-591-8900. You know, other cities don't do this. Other cities have a plan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wait, you mean they actually they they clear the streets? They plow the they, they plow the, the streets. Uh, um, is it is it Minneapolis? I want to say where uh, you can't park on one side of the street, and they plow that, and then you can park on that side of the street, yeah. and then they come back a couple days later and plow the other side. Do you, like you know what I mean? Street cleaning here. Yeah. Same, same principle. Yeah. Same so, that, exactly. so that you don't, you know, so that the, the the curb is clear to park on, and it gets out of this whole thing, because the reality is it seems that there's a few bad apples out there 
who are ruining it for everybody. Now, I say a few, but the, the, the 311 number you can call, like, there were 1,200 people that snitched on dibs takers. This year, there are 1,200 calls to the number of people snitching. Is the operator like, yeah, well, dibs is not legal. So when you're you're snitching on an illegal activity anyway, okay, I'm pretty sure when I try to park in Chicago, I always see a sign that says you can't park here if there's more. More than two inches. Two inches or between these months, right? So I don't understand why isn't that on every street. Then they could just, like you said, plow it. Everyone can go park and it'd be great. But then where would people park when there was more than two yeah. inches? Like on my residential street, on my little tiny streets, you know, you can't, you got, people got to park. Sure, you can't park on, you know, Montrose if there's more than, that's a main arterial right, street. A, a main street. Yeah. It, you got to, you got to be able to plow those. But for these side streets, they're just kind of like, well, you deal with it. That's the way there, it there's is. There's got to be a better answer. It's like you said, maybe the, a timing thing. Hey, at this time on this day, we're going to plow your street. So yeah, everyone street go, cleaning, yeah. yeah, but so everyone go move your car and sit in a parking lot for 15 minutes while they get it done, and then come back because yeah, dibs. I mean, it just looks bad. Hey, Dean in in Sheridan. Now you you were once in Denver. They get some snow there, right? How did you guys deal with it there? Well, out there we didn't have dibs, but. Uh, when we got three feet of snow on a Christmas Eve, I can't believe, I can't remember if it was 82 or 83, but uh, I shoveled a spot for my parents' vehicle, uh-huh. my vehicle, and everything. Well, I got home from work, and uh, a neighbor had taken my spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took a valve core remover, and I loosened all the Here valve cores and every one of his tires. <laughs> I didn't Ouch. hurt the vehicle. No. But... I left a note saying, you want us park here? Uh, shovel your own spot. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, all right. I, I, I see where you're going, Dean. All right. And there, therein lies the problem, but right? But that's what's you happening now. And you can't rely on your neighbors to be, to do the right thing. Right. People will park in your spot. I, I've lived in, I grew up in Chicago. I born and raised in Chicago. And I got to tell you, I, there's not a time in my memory that I can't remember when we didn't Put a chair outside of our mm. house. And we had a garage, by the way. But it wasn't too flat, so we did have more cars. It was my grandparents and, and us. But we always, I remember the look of the chair and everything. And it was fine. Nobody, you know, the chair was out there. No there was, was a, res- a bigger respect yeah, for Yeah, I think there was. Then, and I, you probably didn't even have to put anything out back then. I bet people wouldn't park in your spot. Really? Because of the respect thing. It was a different time. But I think there's also an assumption. And maybe it is because of our transient nature. Maybe it's because people haven't exactly, like, lived in their whole lives in a certain neighborhood. You know? If I was going somewhere and, and, and I couldn't park on the main street, so I got to go around back and I'm in the little neighborhood and there's a spot, I'd pull in and park in right. it. Mm. The hell, how the heck would I know what it is? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I just need to park. There's a spot. Yeah. Especially if it's late at see, night. Yeah. You know. And then you see the villagers coming down the street with the... With torches. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. It's I'm, been nice knowing you. I'm not from yeah. around these parts. <laughs> say oh, the well. least. Dibs. I don't think... I just can't... Even if... even. Uh, how are you going to get rid of it? It's not sanctioned anyway. It's not like we say, "All right, everyone, we're getting no more dibs." People are like, "But again, maybe uh, in your block, there's plenty of other places that that it snows, and they don't necessarily um, have this but issue." There are other places. They call it Savies. Savies. Yeah, I know. Where is that? I think Pittsburgh. I Pitts- saw maybe Pittsburgh somewhere. Oh, yes, somewhere the not Chicago because in Chicago we would never say Savies. <laughs> no Savies. No, we have dibs. Dibs. That's like dibs. Really, what it means is I will kill you. If you take the spot.
Sounds Chicago to me. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's probably not going anywhere. Let's just be honest with one another as much as some people may like. like. But it. today is the day again. The city of Chicago going to be going around with dump trucks uh, picking up your dibbed items, the stuff that you left on the curb. So, again, if you got stuff you need to get rid of, yeah. you just go ahead it's, and take it, it out there in right the now. Suburbs, some broken we call furniture. It throwaway yeah, day. Yeah. And- some lumber, yeah, you know. So you might want to get out there before tires. get out there before the dump trucks because you might want some of that stuff. Yeah, or yeah, or no. yeah. Today's free broken furniture day on uh, on on city sidewalks. Hey, good morning to you and a happy Friday. We're gonna jump into this hour, taking a look what's coming up at seven forty-five. Have you got a treasure trove of sports memorabilia stuffed away in your closet, master appraiser? Michael Osaki is going to join us to talk about hot sports collectible market and tell you if your collectibles are even worth a few bones, Judy. And the Chicago Ford plant has suspended production this week due to the ongoing semiconductor shortage continuing. Tom Appel will join us after 730 to talk about how long that shortage will last and what it means for your ability to buy a new car. And in just a few minutes, what should you be watching this weekend? Other than the Super Bowl, don't worry. The 890 WLS stream team is here with picks for what you can watch when you're not watching the big game. Does anybody know what the big game is? Hey, when they do that, Super Bowl. But first, inflation is continuing to rise near record numbers. Doesn't appear to be a real end in sight. Are you changing your spending habits? What are prices like in your area? Give us a ring at 312-591-8900. Have you had to change your buying habits because of just the sheer price of things? I heard something the other day, uh, and again, I, everybody knows what a gallon of gas costs. And I only say that I always think it's 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 the, you know, the outrage of the day because there's signs on every single street corner that tell you they don't put signs for everything else what the price is so you don't have a judge you don't get to do it but um i was talking to the boss and he said that uh, uh the, the, the kids like a certain cereal don't ask me which one it is captain crunch oh i should be so lucky it's the best <laughs> cereal ever all right <laughs> um and a box of cereal was going for three dollars and change or whatever Seven dollars. Seven dollars for a box Mm -hmm. of cereal. And and I mean, even I was like, okay, I didn't know what a box of cereal cost, but I would have never guessed seven bucks. I'd have started at a buck fifty. I don't know. A box of cereal. Generally, it's around two something. Right. You know, I get it. Seven dollars for a box Mm -hmm. of cereal. Kids, you're going hungry. Or you're getting at least the bag of cereal. Judy, you've, have you ever had you the, get the bag, bag of yeah, cereal? We're I going know. to Costco and we're buying right, it in the 55-gallon yeah. drum. Well, I get the off-brand, I, I, if they don't know. And then I put it in a container right away. And this is for my 30-year-old daughter, by the way. because And she likes specific cereal. And it is. I cannot do it. I cannot hand over $7 for a box no. of grains. I just won't. So I'll try to get the off-brand. I know. Brand. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Well, and even like milk. I, I just always... I have no I, idea I'm, what milk costs. No, because you, know, you walk in well, the store. I don't store, drink milk, but usually I don't, I don't about a buck ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine for a gallon. Yeah, guess right? what? At mm-hmm. Aldi, Nick, three dollars. Oh, I mean, geez, it's, and yeah, Aldi's usually it, good. And Aldi's exactly. Are they milking the cow in the back? Is it that fresh? Apparently, yeah. and I'm not. Again, I'm not used to paying that. So it's it's not like it's a a little a twenty five cent increase. It's a dollar increase. Oh, I mean, right. it's, and I notice that on so many things now. 
Yeah, eggs have gone up too. I know yeah. it's yesterday. It's, and these yeah. are like kind of the staples, right? Milk, yeah. eggs, cereal. You know, yeah, this I mean, is yeah, we, stuff. Okay. These are the staples <laughs> for most American households. For regular people. Yeah. And like meat. I don't know how much the five pound bag of chicken nuggets is at Costco, but I'm paying for it either way. I don't care. I'm it's like, 13, you know, it's about thirteen dollars. I'm telling you. Okay, right I'm like, whatever you guys want to charge me for chicken nuggets, the answer is yes. Wow. Well, if you had a house full of kids, I think you'd change your tune on that because <laughs> we get two, it, it gets, two five gets pound bags of chicken nuggets. You know. That's what we would do. <laughs> We're having chicken nuggets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner around this place. Well, if you have, yeah, <laughs> if you have a house full of kids, you're making those chicken nuggets yourself. Well, but again, where do you go to save though? How how do you? Well, so for example, I was just saying the meat's really expensive too now. So I'm just if the more you buy, right, the cheaper it is usually. That's volume, volume, volume. Right. So in that case, when you go to your Costco or Sam's, buy the huge container of meat mm-hmm. and then divvy it up freeze and, and it freeze and it. Right. That's what how I, what I've been doing because I, again, I'd run out and just get a couple chicken breasts. Now I'm like, whoa! Maybe we'll just have chicken nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, chicken so chicken nugget parmesan. Oh, Yummy. That, there you go. Oh, that's what you want. Yeah, they cut your ketchup. lips. They're so good. Yeah, I just put the ketchup out with those. Oh, fine. Don't Jeez. threaten me with a good yeah. time. And I mean, even aside from food, every, everything is just more. You know, clothes, I don't know, mattresses. She, every, yeah. Everything you buy, if you haven't noticed yet, it is more expensive or it will be. And then you have places like Chipotle, which everyone was complaining because they raised their prices, I guess. A lot, yeah, a lot of restaurants, yeah. Be, yeah. Well, it's funny, with, from you, with Chipotle, like I went there, I'm like, wow, this is expensive before everyone was bitching about it being expensive. Yeah. So now it's more, well, they're saying they, they might have another increase depending on the meat. And they said, you know, it keeps going up and down. And I'm thinking in my head, well, when it goes down, Chipotle, will you be then lowering no, the prices? No, 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 no. no. That that's, doesn't happen. That's no. the problem, right? But they won't be doing that because... There's all this extra money in the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is People a want their Chipotle. This is back to Econ 101 and uh, uh, variety of stimuli and um, increased wages and a stock market going up, a variety of things, and the government printing money like it's going out of style. There's no chance for the price to go down. Okay, None. but Zero. I, I'm for I foresee. Consumer spending going down. This is in the next few months. Your dollar just won't go as far. Well, and I think people are going to start pulling back a little bit. They're going to have to. And so then what? Are the prices going to drop? By your standard, right? They should. If they do, yeah. yeah. Because I I don't, I I think that's why we're seeing more people heading back to work. You know, it's like, dum, 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 dum. Uh Uh-oh, now. Woo, look at the time. Look at the price. Look at the time. It's been two years. I got to get back to work. We don't have as much disposable income. It's wrapped up in, you know, houses and other things. So once they start pulling back, then prices should stabilize at least, right? I, what, okay, you know, give me something here, Bruce. But no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, we say that and, you know, as the price keeps going up, it's not like the shelves are full of stuff. Yeah, that's People true. are buying it. That's the well. The sure. problem is the shortages too. So, and 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 so people are are doing all of this and. That's one of the things where you know you're you're. It doesn't work if you're willing to pay the freight. Yeah. If 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 you're gonna pay that price, well, guess what? That's the price. And if they sell out at that price, well, we need to raise it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the shortages. I mean, that if you're a good consumer like me, I mean, I notice prices. I also notice that there is a shortage of a lot of things. I'm yeah, not saying, a lot of empty shelves. It's not there. It's not that it's not there. I can get it. 
but it's not in. It's the, you're right. There's no abundance. I like the, the grocery store. It's like the, like you go to the canned food aisle. You know, you know, whatever. And it used to be like, you know, the cans were jammed together and they're like 12 deep on the thing. And now it's just like one one row of cans right. and they're spaced out about six inches apart to make it look like there's, you know, we filled it up, but there's nothing there. And then there. there's a sign that says limit one. Yeah. You can't buy more than one of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dave, what do you notice the price of? Chinese restaurants have skyrocketed. Really? What are we going to do? <laughs> Chinese wow. restaurants. Yeah. I'm on Montrose and Damon in Ravenswood. Okay. And I have a couple of really good ones. And the one that I go to, Plenty, every time I go and I say, Plenty, good, good and plenty. <laughs> they and love they, you. And then now they say it's going to cost you plenty of money? Thank you, Judy. <laughs> Think on the menu, went up $2. Ooh. Really? Are they just yeah, having to reprint the menu or are they taking white out to it? Like, how are we doing yeah. that? And help. Almond cookies were a buck. They're now dollar fifty. That's the only deal on the menu. <laughs> Almond cookies. Yeah, thank oh, you. Man. And the one special, you know, you got the fried rice, the white rice, and then you pick out your, you know, your main course. Uh, it was six ninety five. It's now eight ninety five plus tax. And you know that tax to carry out is the big stuff. Oh yeah. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of places charge a fee. Owed him eleven dollars. I said, what? <laughs> it was. It was six ninety-five. Yeah, yeah. How we get? How do we get to that price? A bag of almond cookies right. and the dinner special. You know, the same drill, but a little bit more bang for your buck. It was nine ninety-five. It is now eleven ninety-five plus tax. By the time you walk out, it's thirteen dollars. I, I can't believe it's come yeah. to this. Chinese food's going through the roof. I was uh, um, uh, at at uh, a restaurant yesterday, and it they had the sign that said all A L L. Checks have an 18% gratuity added to them automatically. If you wish to give more, you can. For takeout or for? No, down in. Oh, down in. Okay. Automatic 18%. Wow. Automatic. Even for a group of one. Automatic. Crazy. Added to every check. I was like, did "Hmm." you leave? Yeah, I'd walk out. Or did you sit down and eat? Um, no, I didn't. But, I, you know, my point was, uh, you know, I normally tip at least 20%. So you, if eighteen's if all you want, mm-hmm. that's all you're going to get. Yeah, but yeah. the principle of it all. Yeah. You, you don't tell me how much I'm going to tip right. yeah. based on how the service is. Right. And it, they basically worked it into the price of the meal, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. You made it. Congratulations. And it's going to be nice today. Um, in the 40s, right? Uh, hopefully some of the little snow or a little rain will uh, dry up here in a little bit. And uh, you can have a uh, shorts and t-shirt. Day. It is 40 degrees right now in Chicago. Yeah, we'll take it. All right. Um, so are you looking for something to watch? Are you overwhelmed by the number of TV shows, movies, all the different streaming services? It's It's easy to get overwhelmed. So we are here to help. So we're taking a look at some of the shows out there, and I just recently finished, I binged all four seasons of HBO's Succession. Everything I've done in my life, I've done for my children. I know I've made mistakes, but I've always tried to do the best by them because I love them. Have you thought about the possibility that your children are actually scared of you? Oh, f*** off. 
Okay, so that is uh, uh, Brian Cox, by the way, who is uh, the patriarch of the Roy family. And succession is, like, I kind of went into it not knowing a lot. I I, I, I kind of try to go in these blind. I don't want to read too much about it. It's kind of to take it in, right? It's kind of based on the Murdochs. Oh, yeah. It certainly kind of has the vibe of a Rupert Murdoch mm-hmm media conglomerate and then the children kind of vying for dad's affection and vying as to who succeeds him at the top of the company hence succession okay so we're following this roy company and all of it uh and here's one of the interesting things and maybe so they the show is funny and it's it's meant to be funny, but not in an overt way. It is satirical, probably is the best way to put it. Yeah. And and the the comedy is very dark. Um, oh, very dark. Thank I hate you. I hate all the characters. I can't stop. They're watching. fantastic. Can't stop watching. They're fantastic to hate, and you find new ways to hate them in in different ways. And 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 we, one of the things I love about shows is when they can develop characters and and you get these true character arcs and kind of where they go. And one thing I've noticed and when you watch all four seasons like, you know, in a couple of weeks, you literally binge through it. Um at different points you like and hate different characters. Yeah. Do, do you know Just what like I mean? like life, right? At different points, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, I used to like them. Screw them now. Uh, now, I will tell you that this show, I don't know what the record is for F-bombs per hour, but it's got to be near the top. Yeah. They use the F-word like a comma and a period in most sentences. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Succession is on HBO Season four just came out recently, so I was like, okay, I'll start. I'll start from the beginning. Got through all of it. Uh, it, it is fantastic. It is a soap opera. It is satirical. It, it rips things right from the headlines. It's got a certain aspect of kind of what we're going through as a country as well. I absolutely love Succession. Judy? Okay, so it's disturbing, violent, unpredictable, but so clever and full of dark humor. And I'm as obsessed with you as the main character is with his victims. I believe in love at first sight. If I just keep being the perfect boyfriend, you'll realize I'm not a maybe. I'm the one. Are you following me? Every relationship has its obstacles to overcome, right? Sounds scary. You know what? It's Valentine's Day weekend, so you might want to try to give the Netflix series You a try. Now, Joe seems like an unassuming bookstore worker, but really, he's a totally brilliant psychopath. He is charming, a little awkward, but so kind. And, oh, that's right, he does have a little sinister obsession. He uh, turns his crushes on women that become murderous. He'll do anything to get the woman he wants to return his affection. And when they do, well, that's when the fun or rather the bloodshed begins. Uh, the thing is, I know, I mean, I know what it means to be obsessed because I'm obsessed with this series. There are three seasons. Every one of them pulls you into this twisted, smart, heart racing story that will leave you breathless. Wondering, what would you do for love? Oh, yeah. Mm. It's like dum, Dexter dum. almost. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, because... What ha- well, I don't want to give it away, no, but no. it's yeah. amazing what he goes through all the trouble, and then what happens when he gets the girl? Yeah.
that's when the fun begins. Oh, Freaky stuff, man. Yeah, Freaky. But I that love sounds it. a little it's, too scary for me. I don't do scary. <laughs> you know what? It's not scary. It's very dark. It's and like it's you said, dark, it's kind of scary. funny. It's funny I at times. That, you, what no. you just described sounded scary. Even though, well, it's it's scary because you realize how you can be sucked in. Okay. How easy it is. This is a person who looks. This is a you know Ted Bundy sort of who just oh well he's and same like you said with Succession. I love him. He isn't. He, I should not love a psychopath. Yeah, but I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So give it a try. All right. You is another one out there. Yeah. I I avoid the scary. Mo- I I and I'm I'm, I'm it's a I'm psychological odd. thriller. Right. And I can probably handle that. I'm not a big fan of like the gore stuff. And the oh, there's a lot of slash, gore. Oh, there it is. is. But it's, it's but it's you know what it's. It won't bother you because okay. it's so over the top that you're just, it's funny. Okay. It's, okay. I hate it's to like say it, it's almost packets. funny. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I say that I'm, I've, I don't watch scary movies and I'm afraid of them, but I also, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm reading, uh, you know, all about Charles Manson. I've always seen oh, yeah. every Charles Manson What's documentary. What's scarier than that? It's real. Yeah. Yeah. I don't doesn't make a lot of sense. Hey, hey, good morning and a happy Friday to you. We're going to jump right into the 8 o'clock hour, and this is your final warning. Repeat, final warning. All dibs will be collected and removed from Chicago city streets today. Will this be the end of dibs for good? Are we just going to go around and do it all again next year? We're talking about it after 845. After 8.30, we're getting foodie with Mark Melnati, owner of Lou Melnati's Pizzerias. We'll get the deep dish. Get it? On their new location in Hoffman Estates. And some pizza picks for your Super Bowl party or Valentine's Day dinner. And in just a few minutes, if you didn't know it or not, today is Resolution Reset Day. Because we know you probably have already failed. A reminder that that New Year, New You mentality back on track. But can you really change your personality? We're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. But first, if you've got a leak or you just can't build that she shed for your better half... Well, don't freak out. Luckily, we got the man for the job and a little thing we like to call Nick Knows Best. One bright and sunny morning in the early 1970s, the sandy yet rich soil of Glenview, Illinois, began to shake and rumble. Then, from a crack in the earth, appeared a skin and bones baritone. The WLSAM Carhartt sweetheart named Nick Gale. Good morning. Anybody got a light? Now he's here on the air to answer questions from one and all. Because Nick knows best. You've posted curiosities on social media. Now prepare to have the gaps between your tiles filled with the grout of Nick knowledge. Nick knows best. The Bruce St. James Show on WLSAM 890 presents Nick Knows Best. Carhartt, Carhartt, sweetheart. God, that is fantastic in and of itself. (laughs) This whole thing comes about because, you know, anytime any of us have questions, we go to Nick. Uh, And Nick not only knows how to do it. And I'm happy to help. Yeah, uh, but Nick has a specialized tooling for it and has probably done it once, if not twice, on his own. I like to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it needs fixing, get the the Nick fix. There you go. Very difficult to say. (laughs) All right, so so Nick, we, uh, we put this out on... The socials, as the kids call it these days. It's out on the Facebook, out on the Twitter. We ask people uh, to submit their questions, and I got a few for you. You ready? Okay, sure. Shoot. All right, here's Jim. Jim says, my uh, windows have had a bad draft this winter, and it's running up a heating bill. By the way, at a time when no one wants their heating bill to go up. Any tips for fixing or at least trapping heat in the house? What do you do if you got drafty windows? 
Well, I hear you, Jim, because I live in a house that's over 100 years old, and we like the old single-pane windows, so... We're kind of stupid over here. <laughs> really should replace them. But, um, you know, one of the things people forget about is to lock the windows. If you do that, it pulls the sills together, and that kind of helps uh, keep the drafts out. Um, you know, things like uh, your window coverings, uh, curtains, things like that can help with the draft. Really? Uh, they have this um, seal in peel caulk. Have you seen this where you can apply it? And then you can peel it off later. And okay. so a lot of people are using that. Yeah. So you can fill the gaps and stuff, the cracks around the All window. Right. And, right not the window to, and not is. have to completely change it forever by pouring caulk in there. Okay. Right. Nick, right, does anyone right. use the plastic anymore? Is that not? It never No, really yeah, that's, that's still. It, it does work if you do it properly. Mm. We've, we've done it here. Um, and the kind of the key is when you buy those kits, you got to remember to take your hair dryer. And just kind of go over it once it's yeah, sealed. Yeah, because it, it shrinks it down and, and uh, makes a real nice tight seal. But those those actually do work, and that's probably the best solution for All Jim right. right now. Because really, I mean, the only other thing you could do, too, is get some weather stripping on, those, uh, on the sides and uh, on the bottom of the window. But is it going to stick in this cold weather? Probably not. Yeah. So or move to Florida. Would be another thing. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's, that's to me the <laughs> best. The best yeah. advice you could give. Okay, so Christine M asking, um, her basement sump pump just isn't cutting it anymore. Any recommendations for a good replacement? The sump pump isn't keeping up, huh? Yeah, oh. I would think you would uh, always need a sump pump, though, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, you know, it takes that groundwater around your house and goes into the pit and then pumps it away from the house so you don't have foundation problems. I think, though, the first thing I would do, though, is check to make sure, you know, that your gutter downspouts are in the right spot, stuff like that. Make sure that water's flowing away from the house. Um, Trying to prevent it from coming in to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes those uh, those pipes that lead out, your discharge pipes, sometimes those can freeze up, so that could be causing an issue, too. And also, like, a check valve could be bad. So it's, you know, letting water flow back in after it's pumped it out. Um, but as far as, you know, the pumps themselves, I would just stay away from a plastic, uh, anything that has a uh, plastic housing on it. Those are kind of the cheaper pumps that usually don't last as long. Right. A third horsepower is, you know, usually <sighs> standard. Half horsepower, you go a little bigger. Oh, where, do you, where do you get a sump pump, Nick? At the local some pumps are hardware yeah. store? Yeah, some hardware store, Ace, Home Depot, Lowe's, any of the places yeah. will have them. They'll yeah. have them. Okay. And they're, I mean, they're a little costly, but it's, it's you know, you it's can't be it. without one. Yeah, yeah. You, can, yeah. Well, you, you, yeah you can't just start having a swimming pool down the basement. That's <laughs> oh, not you could. Option. You could, but <laughs> it'll be, be sewer water, yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's probably not what you want. Okay. Uh, hey, Bill has got a question for you, Nick, since you apparently know best, and believe me, mm. I believe it. He's got a tub with a crack in the bottom. Bottom. Looking for a quick fix. Basically, can can you fix a crack in like a bathtub, or do you have to go get a whole new tub? So I'm gonna guess that it's probably a plastic tub or fiberglass tub because okay. you know the cast Most iron ones. Yeah. you'd really have to. <laughs> they went the way of the bike. Yeah, you, you didn't yeah. crack your cast iron tub. Okay, um. <laughs> I think it'd be in a plane it, crash. It would survive. Un- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I've heard of doing is uh, a two-part epoxy, uh, and the key with this is the prep. Uh, make sure everything's clean and dry. You can even use like some denatured 
uh, rubbing alcohol or denatured alcohol in there. And then, um, you know, you mix up your epoxy and get that in there, get it down in there. And then uh, the dry time is important, too. Like, I think uh, 24 hours probably would be the uh, appropriate time. But this is usually a bigger issue because it probably means that there's not enough support Ah, underneath that tub. to begin with? Right, right. So it's just going to re-crack again. So, I mean, for a quick fix that might last you a while, I would try that two-part epoxy. Um, beyond that, they're probably going to have to be replaced at some point in time. Oof. Just going to keep leaking. What's All your right. take on Flex Seal, Nick? I see. I, I see <laughs> Flex Seal? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're always making boats out yeah, of the bottom of the boat. Completely <laughs> magic. I don't yeah. trust that guy. I don't think you can right. make a boat out of Flex Seal or at least prevent yourself from sinking. Right. But what's your take? Yeah. I don't know. Took this boat and cut the bottom off of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen the commercials. You know, it, it is good stuff. And I've seen it used in, in a couple of applications where people were having like water problems, seepage problems in, in their basement. And they kind of sealed around the, the corners with that to keep water up. I know that they make a, a tape. I mean, I guess you could use that. You tried using the tape on a crack or something like that. That would yeah. probably work as a temporary solution, sure. But again, without the proper support underneath, you know, so there's something, you know, in the initial construction that, that didn't go right or, you know, something like that. But yeah, that, that would be, yeah, f- try the flex seal, the flex tape. Why not? <laughs> Give it a go. Hey, what do pre- I know? appreciate you know every what are you talking about what do <laughs> no. you know nick knows best and we appreciate your advice on uh, getting those things done around the house uh as people uh, run into their problems you are like our bob vila but much better <laughs> well right? norm abrams was uh there you go our the norm actual handyman right? there yeah Hey, good morning. It's looking to be a great day. We're going to be in the 40s today. Yay. Enjoy it while you can. It's going to drop 20 degrees tomorrow, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's just focus on what's important. And important is today, the, uh, the snow, the rain should dry up 40 degrees. Maybe some of that snow will melt off. Fingers crossed. Bruce and Judy with you here. And yeah, did you make a New Year's resolution this year? Uh, did you, you know, do I, one of those? I, I think I did. You think you did. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. Well, there's your answer. I was going to say, that probably says a lot about it. Well, I, I'm sure I'm doing it. I'm I just... gave up doing them just because I just didn't need the um, constant reminder the for failure. a failure. I was, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I just don't need to be reminded of that. I remember I was going to do, um, not my bucket list, but I was going to like, li- I, I think about all the, I have all these dreams. And so okay. this is the year I'm going to make those dreams come true. So you, you've given yourself the rest of the year. So you can't necessarily. Yes, so I'm going to fail. You haven't around, failed I'm going to fail around December. December 31st, you're going to go. So how did that go? Didn't yeah. do anything. So okay. I have time to make a But a lot life. of people, you know, I want to quit smoking. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I want to read more, whatever. And that's their New Year's resolution. Well, we're about six weeks into the new year, right? And um, so, how's that going for you? Mm. Exactly. Today is resolution <laughs> reset day. Okay, so oh, today is the day that you get to reset your resolution, and I would argue set yourself up for failure all over again, uh, but uh, listen, I mean, it might work for some folks, right? I didn't know there was a do-over in resolution. It's mulligan. It's a, it's mulligan, a mulligan day. It's a yeah. mulligan day. Okay. You get, re- you get uh, resolution mulligans. Here's why I have a problem with resolutions, by the way, just in general, uh, is let's say you want to quit smoking. All right, I know, Nick. Don't even listen, Nick. I don't want to <laughs> offend you. 
No, why well, you would never want I'll to tune out. Right, just don't even listen to this part. But let's say you did want to quit, uh, quit smoking. Um, January first, like just an arbitrary date on the calendar, probably isn't going to be the thing that sets you up for success. I'm going to make the assumption because I understand a little bit about how dependencies and addictions work, and this, that, and the other, that. You need to like you need to be in the right frame of mind. You need to be in the right space before you go down that path. And it may not be January first. Right. It might be March twenty eighth. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's when you should say I'm ready to do it. Yeah. So maybe the, as opposed to setting yourself up for failure by picking this arbitrary date. Maybe mm. the better way to say that would be this is the year I'm going to quit smoking. Right. 2022. I, 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 gonna... I like I like specific. If you don't have a specific thing, it's very difficult to measure. You say this is the year, and then you're going to get down to watch. You're going to see December 31st. Oh. Well, how did you do? Well, I thought you just said you shouldn't pick a certain date. You should pick the date when you're ready. Oh, not go by an arbitrary date of January one. Oh, see, I don't okay. know how you're ever ready. You know well, what I mean? Somebody you're, is. Yeah. Well, what about what about birthdays? Because that's what I've done before. Is that I want to on your accomplish birthday, you've done something. Oh, like, I want to accomplish something. Goal. Yeah, I set a goal. I was like, I would really like to, you know, lose ten pounds. And reasonable okay. goal. I want to lose ten pounds by my birthday. Got it. I feel like that's a good, a, a decent one. But it, but do you have you track, track it along the way? That's yeah. the thing. You get to three weeks before your birthday. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to run in the shower every yeah. day. Yeah, but, uh, and maybe it's how more am I gonna sweat this off? Right, because it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. You're a year older, so that might mean something more personal than January first. Which, but it really gets into kind of an argument of can you change? Can you fundamentally change your personality? Can you change who you are? Because. Uh, um, one lady tried. I'm going to give her credit for this. She literally kind of came up with the idea that she was going to try to change some of the fundamental parts of her personality and find out if it's even possible to get to some of your building blocks. Right. She was, uh, I believe, trying to be happy, right? She was going to be happy. Oh, that, that sounds horrible. She chose. <laughs> <laughs> right there, you will not succeed at this. I think, I think this is doable. So psychologists say your personality is made up of five traits. You're an extrovert, uh, depending on how much of an extrovert you are, how sociable, conscientious, how self-disciplined and organized you are, agreeable, or how warm and empathetic you are. So, you know, it's, I think, here's the thing. When you say personality, I think people can change their personality. I don't think people can change. So what do you just say? They're acting? Not really. I just I think you can change who you are, but I think you can constantly work. Like sometimes it's hard to be kind. It's just let's just use that as an example. It's you have to work at it, right? Well, I was going to go to extrovert. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. Can you become extroverted if you're an introvert? That's the opposite. But it's a constant work. It's it's a constant. Bat, not even battle. I hate to use that word. Let, it's for take what I did, I, and I have done this. I have changed the way I think. I used to be very pessimistic. Something small that happened to me, I used to blow up into a huge thing, and I still like. I literally enjoy doing that. When it, when I, I can tell when I'm in it's that mode, you're used. It's to a it. comfort level. So I constantly work at not doing that. Get Judy, let it go. It's not a big deal. Can you become empathetic? 
Like to me, that See, just strikes me as like a hard one. it's like you're born with that. Right. You know, it's like it's empathy. A, 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 you're a nurse or something, and, and, but your empathy drove you to want to do something like that. And and mm. and you see right. what I'm saying? I think empathy a hard one. Yeah, maybe you can become more sympathetic, and and that can build into empathy. build into empathy. Maybe. I don't, but you're right. I don't. I agree with Bruce. I don't think you can. I think that's like I'm just going to be more trend. empathetic. Yeah. It just feels you like you're born with it. You can be more sympathetic, but I don't think you can be more empathetic because empathy is like a. It's a reaction to something, right. a natural reaction. Yeah, but, but, but so many of these other things are, too, whether it's being extroverted or disciplined. There's a certain way people are wired. It's why some people are more successful at things than other people and why some excel in this area, but not in this. You know, to me, it strikes me as this is nature versus nurture, right? See, okay, say like a good student. Did you learn to be extroverted or were you born extroverted? Right, and but you probably are born, but you, I think you can still learn some of those characteristics. Mm-hmm. I can learn to be a good student, even if I'm not naturally smart. I study. I, I hunker down. You're, you're, I don't you, blow you, off you, classes. I do You fake things. it till you make it type thing. Kind of, well, because then you, especially with extroverted versus introverted, you might not become the most extroverted person of all time if you're introverted, but you can become can more Can I give you a great example? Right. Yeah. Give me an example. Hit me. Barry Manilow. Huh. You weren't expecting that, were you? No. Barry Manilow, only because I met him. I met Barry Manilow, a friend of a friend. Literally got to sit around and talk with him. Extreme stage fright his entire life. Paralyzing. Throw up backstage stage fright. Every single time he get, goes on stage, he has to overcome stage fright. And he's been going on stage his whole life. And That's see, he, he powers through. But, I'm like, he, I, but my point is, I don't think he's ever going to become an extrovert. He's learned how to overcome it, so he's acting. He's, right. pre- he's, he's pretending, yeah. He's, he's he, convinced himself that he can get through this, but he has paralyzing stage fright. Because the overwhelming emotion there is that he wants to be on stage. Wants to perform. Right, he wants to perform. He has to yeah. perform, probably. So be like Barry. Be like be Barry. Be like Barry. You know what? Be like Barry Manilow. Dear God. <laughs> Just Nick, stop it, Barry. <laughs> Nick Gale is standing by, and Nick, I know you've got your eye on, a, a, well, a case. Pretty high profile that I thought was all all but done, but it's raising its head again. That's amore. Hey, good morning to you, and a happy Friday. It's Bruce and Judy, and why do I think that's the ringtone for Mark Malnati, right? <laughs> uh, if, if it isn't, it ought to be, and that's what we're doing today, right? Get in foodie with Bruce and Judy. He is the owner of the world-famous Lou Malnati's Pizzeria. Uh, Mark Malnati's with us right now. Mark, first off, good morning to you. Well, thanks, Bruce. Good morning to you. Big uh, weekend coming up. Well, is it ever? Well, first, we need to uh, uh, start. I hate to make it about myself, and I rarely like talking about myself. You, you sent way too much pizza over here, by the way. There, there were like Teamsters bringing it in, for God's sakes. <laughs> we we are going to be feeding this radio Abundanza. station. Yeah, <laughs> it is an embarrassment of riches. So thank you very, very much uh, to you and the, and the staff at Lumalati's for an amazing amount of pizza just in time for Super Bowl weekend. Huh? Well, I know Judy eats a lot. so uh... <laughs> You know what? I am not even offended by that, Mark. <laughs> I've, I've already dug into one of these... Fabulous-looking heart pizzas. <gasps> Nothing like breakfast at WLF. <laughs> but tell us about the hearts. Obviously, Valentine's Day. Well, you know, I, I mean, we, I, I kind of have two separate messages this weekend for the first time in history. But uh, 
you know, when I think about the hearts, I think about Monday. I think about my wife, Jeannie, uh, getting a chance to have that heart-shaped pizza, and it absolves me of all the stupid things I've done all year long because I beat her that heart shape. Forget about the candy. You know, forget about the flowers. Heart-shaped pizza. It says and love. Do it. it just says and, love. You know, and we can, we can do it on Friday, and we can do it on Saturday for you, but on Sunday... To the football fans, I'd rather have them not try to double dip and get the heart shape and screw my kitchens up. <laughs> I'd rather, let's just go with the round pizzas, with the wings. We've got the best oh. wings in Chicagoland, the salads. Let's load up on that stuff on Sunday, football fans. We're talking again to Mark Malnati with Lou Malnati. So your pizza artists, your, your, your construction men and women working there, uh, how how do they make the heart? I, you know, I've seen like regular pizzas make and pizza dough, and I still believe that you're sitting there throwing it around the air in some places. But how do they do the heart shaped ones? Because it's a perfect heart. It's a perfectly shaped heart. Yeah, I, you know, I think they they just think love, and it, it, it just it just happens with their fingers. Dog, we've got heart shaped hands, of course. Of course, that create perfect hearts. Okay, there you go. Hey, you've got a uh, you you continue to expand. Uh, uh, you're, you're nationwide, you're world famous, you're, you are exporting Chicago love everywhere, but you also have another uh, location opening up here in Chicagoland. Yeah, we just opened a place in Hoffman Estates on Palatine Road this last Monday. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for the intro on that. And, uh, you know, it, it's always exciting to kind of to move into a new area where people have been kind of clamoring for pizza for a long time. They've had to drive a little far to get it, and and now it's going to be in their own neighborhood. And Mark, I think you just opened up a new store in Oak Brook, right? We or did. yeah, because well, that's closer to me. It's about, about a year old, right? Yeah, yeah. And but if wh- you opened during COVID, no one remembers. No one knew. Everybody oh, thinks funny. it was yesterday. Yep. Well, yep. we all have COVID brain. Like I exactly. can't tell the difference between yesterday and six months ago. But the fact that you're expanding. Are yeah. you finding them? What? And I know Lumina. It has been harder to get. You had to go farther, and maybe that was your that was your marketing angle. But or is it that just people are like into pizza these days? They just want it, and they need to go and get it quicker. Right. People need pizza during you know during crises like these. You know, I mean, it, it, there's something about bringing a nice thick pizza home and sharing it with your family that, that, you know, you know, I mean, other things don't work that way. You know, you can have, you can have other foods by yourself. When you have pizza, you're having it with people. And, and that's what we need during COVID, right? We need, we need to be able to communicate with other people. We need to be around our family members more. So pizza, pizza helps. Pizza brings it, brings people together. He's Mark Malnati, the owner of Lou Malnati's Pizzeria. And, and, you know, I want to give you a chance as well, because you're, you're, you're expanding, you're opening up new, new shops, and that means you need employees. And we hear about how difficult it is to hire people these days, but anyone who's thinking about it, you, you, you guys have, have won award after award for some of the best places to work. Well, boy, thanks for bringing that up, Bruce. You know, we, we do pride ourselves on having a culture of people who really want to grow. They want to they push themselves. They want to invite others into their life to, to bring out their best selves. And, you know, and people have a lot of opportunities at Malnati's to kind of work their way up the ranks and, and become leaders in the company. I mean, we've got people who've been with us for 
you know, 30 and 40 and, and 50 years. Wow. And, you know, and that, that, that says a lot. That says, you know? that says a lot about how you run a business and, and the, well, dare I say, the, the culture that you set, you know, at the top of the chain there. Well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna work a lot, you you've got, you you want to have great people that are working alongside you, right? You're here. I mean, it only makes sense. And um, you know, I think I think community is way more important than company. And, and then we try to look at it that way. How many locations do you have? I mean, are they all are they all in the Chicago area? Uh, Judy, we we've branched out into, uh, you know, the Phoenix Scottsdale area, yeah. into Milwaukee and into Indianapolis in the last few years. Mm. And we're having some great success in those towns. And, you know, uh, but uh, a lot of stores in Chicago, that's for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, and, and I've not only been to the Chicago ones, I've been, I've been to the Arizona ones as well. Because, hey, spring training's mm. coming up. And a, lot of, a lot of Cubs fans head out there, and they can still get their little Malnati's, right? That's the way to do well, it. God, let's hope we have baseball. Here, here. Fingers crossed. You're right, Mark. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Best of luck on, on the new location and, uh, and just continued success as you export love in the shape of a pizza all over. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having us, uh, Bruce. I appreciate it, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm and about to eat my we, heart out. <laughs> we expect to hear from you over the weekend. Just because you had a little appetizer this morning, we still expect your call on Sunday and Monday. Here, here. He is Mark <laughs> Malnati, the owner of Lou Malnati's Pizzeria. Get in foodie with Bruce and Judy. That's a guy with a passion for pizza, oh, yeah. right? Well, it comes through in everything that they do. You can taste his passion because it's absolutely delicious every time. Yeah, I actually went and looked up there. Literally, but the employees have ranked Lou Malnati's as nationwide. It's in the top 20 places to work in the nation. So, I mean, yeah, you're looking for a gig. Hey, they're looking for people, right? And a good morning, a happy Friday. Bruce and Judy with you. I just heard John Howell talking about dibs and the snitches out there. You know, over a thousand people. Called and complained about dibs in Chicago. And maybe that's one of the reasons why dibs might be not long for the world. It might be causing more trouble than it's worth, i.e. a shoveled out parking spot. But what would it take? What would it take for a complete breakdown in the dib economy? It, you know what it would take? Because I, I don't care what you say, what you threaten. People are going to put their crap out there. They're going to shovel and put it out. So I think it would take like a dibs police, right? A dibs force. Well, what if just enough people ignored it? <laughs> oh, that's mean? what I do. I Oh, I ignore dibs. Oh, ignore dibs. I, well, then no. Then now you're going to now you're going to have riots. Bring it on. Honestly. Bring it bring on. Bring it on. Come on. Let's go. Here's it's uptown. Problem. Let's do this. People have guns now. No, you don't want to do that. That's that's to me the last. I because there have been confrontations or have yes. been kerfuffles over over dibs. Absolutely. I think you need you're going to have to have a, a dibs force. That just goes other, around. Yeah. <laughs> And, and collecting those <laughs> items like the uh, Dib Force, Dib Force, Dib Force, Dib Force. I'm envisioning it more like they have what a, you know axes and stuff, and they go around and they just chop it up. 
You're going to have Well, people. now they're just making a mess. I'm like, wait a minute. You want and them to take an axe to no, that couch? Now they just have an axed up couch out front. And then they go to the door, ring the bell, and you have to come out and clean it up. Well, how do you know whose it is? Whosever house it's in front of, really. I know, but what about me? Most people dibs in front of their house. Multi-unit building. What are we talking about here? I live in a multi-unit bur- right, building. Well, you don't know who, who, your yeah. building. Yeah, you don't put your well, initials on it. You I mean. just know. Now it's going to have to be an interrogation. They will find the Dibs perpetrator. This is Chicago. Dib, Dib Force is sounding a, a larger and more militant by the second. Yeah, well, uh, yes, they need to be armed. Yeah, oh, Axes God. and possibly other things. Axes. I mean, Axes. Blow, blow torches and to, door knockers. You got a wooden chair out there. It's we're going to incinerate it. So get it in. Maybe they I, come with they come with the bullhorn. I'm. I, I just want to point out that Chicago is not the only city it snows in. Yes, and, and other cities, other cities have, have managed to figure out. Kind of how to go about this without necessarily having people literally put their broken lawn furniture out front of their homes. But what do they put out there? They, they put. Stuff they don't. Out they there. actually plow the. They plow the streets. Oh, they plow it. Yeah, I don't know what that, that place you're talking about is like La La Land. Okay, they, where do they plow? They plow it. You know what's funny in Chicago? They plow the alleys. No, they about don't. That? Yeah, they do. I. Th- that's news to me, man. Okay, maybe not your alley, but they plow the alleys. <laughs> Because, you know, it's easier to get through. I get why they do that. So, and you're right. Some alleys, they can't get the plow through. But most alleys, they're supposed to be doing. Hmm. So they could they could do the streets. They just have to have a system. Hey, here's an idea. How about you get Governor Prisker involved? Because he's all about the metrics, right? The color-coded. He can, do that. he can do that for the streets. Take out his nice little highlighter, you know, color-code yeah. everything as he likes it. I'm not saying it's not a huge project. Please don't get me wrong. I, I'm just saying. I, I, mean, I saw, I saw the sign. There is a, and I, I want to say Minneapolis, okay, but don't quote me on that. It's somewhere in the frozen north, okay. And when it snows, like even number odd number days, you can't park on a certain side of the street because they're going to plow it. But once they plow it, everybody can go over and park their cars on the curb now because we just went through and plowed it. And then the next day they come and do the other side of the street. So maybe they need to let people um, park on some no parking streets, busy streets. Because where would for, you put half the cars? That. Yeah, because exactly. I get that. But no. Well, but they can they can manage to do it during street sweeping, right? Oh, it's so a why nightmare, not? Nick. It is, is, it? is an absolute it's a nightmare, nightmare. but it, it does get done, doesn't it? It does. Or you get a ticket, you know. That's the way it is. Some people yeah. just eat the cost. Wow. I've been in L.A., they, if they can do it in L.A., they can do it here. That street sweeping works. Oh, like street a, sweeping. I was yes. going to say, they don't you do get, a lot of snow plowing. No, no, no. no. I'm almost street, 